Hello and welcome to the Embrace Your Destiny podcast. My name is Sandra Dawes and I'm your host. And if you're new to the podcast, the Embrace Your Destiny podcast is all about sharing the stories of women who have been through a challenging time in their life. However, they found their way to the other side. They found the light at the end of the tunnel and they're here to share that journey as well as the lessons they learned and offer advice to anyone who might be going through something similar in their own life. And today my guest is Joy and Joy Pink Girl Teaches is an energetic, life-loving girl next door who loves encouraging others to fulfill their potential in Christ. She firmly believes God's word in Jeremiah 29 11, I know the plans that I have for you. She is a certified dating and relationship coach who passionately helps her clients change the path that they take in search for meaning, dignity, purpose, hope, and love. She's a sexual and narcissistic abuse advocate, author, and host of the Project Real Love podcast. Her breakthrough memoir, Beyond the Mask, captures readers' attention as she transparently shares her journey from shame to showstopper. She candidly talks about her road to recovery from the long-term effects of childhood sexual assault. She gives her insight on how codependency influenced her adult relationship choices and translates the importance of self-love and boundaries. An, an overcomer of narcissistic abuse, she stands tall in God's power to transform lives. She's a co-author of Life and the Diaspora. The Real Project Love, oops, the Real, the Project Real Love podcast promotes a healthy Im image of love without compromise and aims to shatter myths about what love is and is not. It is the place where myths are dispelled and you are equipped to find that imperfect but perfect love for you. She, sh she honestly shares the principles of God's word via the podium and the pen through the lens of her own life. With humor and vulnerability, Joy tells it like it is, but does so with grace, integrity, and love. She authentically encourages and challenges others to walk confidently in God's purpose and plan for their life, trust in the power of God to provide courage and freedom, and move forward in the abundant life he offers to all. Welcome, Joy. Thank you so much, Sandra, for such a warm welcome and for the opportunity to join you on this podcast. So, Joy, why don't we get started with the journey you'd like to share with um, our listeners today? Absolutely. So for me, my journey started when I was very young. At the age of four, we had a family member who used to stay with us and would also be a caretaker while my parents were at work. And it just so happened that one day he decided to molest me. And um, that's really, you know, it was a day that really just changed my life. It changed the person or the child that I was, robbed my innocence as well as my identity because that was the start of a new life for me. It was like the girl that I was up until that moment had suddenly just died and I had a new reality and I had to figure out who am I in in this reality what happened to me? What happened to her? And I spent so many years of my life just trying to get back to that old girl, trying to resuscitate her without actually realizing that, you know, yes, it happened, but you're still her and life still goes on. So it was just a really long, difficult journey to finding myself from that day. Right. And I would think that Having that kind of experience, though, makes trust such a hard thing to do. It it does to a certain extent. I think for some people, you know, you 
won't trust so easily, but not so much for me. I picked up a lot of codependent traits where you want to be a people mm. pleaser. And part of that is just trusting and, you know, you don't want to offend anyone. So I would just trust prematurely. I would trust without qualifying a person, you know, even though in the back of your mind, you're asking questions like, mm, I wonder, you know, why are they doing this for me? Or what do they truly mean? What is their agenda? But at the same time, you're just quick to trust. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where it's one spectrum or the other. You either don't trust at all or you, yeah, trust. Exactly too much it really is and you know it's you can liken it with how you know you hear about a person who who is a giver just gives non-stop and they don't know how to pump the brakes on that and it's really the same with the trust you can't just give out your trust to somebody who doesn't qualify and then when you do and you find out that you were wrong about doing that it hurts that much more and for myself, I found that I would blame myself. It never became about maybe this person lied, but I would just be angry that you you played yourself again. You were foolish. You made poor choices and you keep doing it. Right. So instead of, uh, you know, learning the lesson and saying that, you know, you can't trust that person again, you put that blame on yourself instead. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing how we can do that to ourselves, right? Play that game and sort of mess our own selves up. It really is. And it's so detrimental to ourselves because if we would just stop that, take it for what it is, you know, look at your experience overall and learn from it. Find out what did I do? Why did I do this? How do I heal from this? How do I prevent this from happening again? How do I honor myself? And allow blame to fall where, it's, where it belongs. You know, it's one of those boundaries right. that you set. Like, I'm not responsible for other people's behavior. No, not at all. Um, I think that the challenge is, you know, when you're struggling with your own self-worth and self-esteem and that sort of thing, it's so hard for you to take responsibility for yourself, never mind expect other people to take responsibility for their own actions. Absolutely. And you know what happens sometimes? We fall into the victim mindset. And sometimes you realize it, other times you don't, because I truly didn't realize. And, you know, it's not that I was going around calling myself a victim or woe is me, woe is me. That was internal. But until you're willing to say, hey, I'm not a victim anymore and come out of it, then you're, you know, you change your own, you change your reality. Yeah. And that's what it takes though, right? Is that awareness. And I think that so many, so many of us, we fall into that um, complacent trap, right? Where we're more comfortable beating ourselves up about things and um, judging ourselves instead of truly looking at what's going on and um, taking responsibility for our own actions and really demanding that of others as well. And it's so hard, you know, when, you, when you're coming from that place of brokenness or when you're coming from a place where you just feel inferior to actually hold somebody else accountable for what they've done to you. Your mind is more yeah. open to being manipulated. You're more successful. Um, you're more willing to believe the lies of people because 
it's part of your makeup. It's part of your DNA. When your identity is robbed, then who are you? You know, you're constantly searching for that person. Right. And so then you end up falling into that trap of becoming what other people want from you as opposed to really being who you truly are. And that is exhausting. Yes. Yes, it, it is. It is so exhausting when you are not authentic to yourself. And then on the flip side is when you find the courage and you start speaking up for yourself, everybody's like, okay, so who are you? And I don't like you very much. Right. You've changed and I don't like it. <laughs> and you've got to be okay with it. Yes. Yes, Because you, do. you were never created to be a doormat. You were never created to be abused and walked all over on. Yeah. Some people will come and they will go and you've got to be okay with it. Yeah. And I think that it is so liberating when you do find the strength to, to walk on your own path and stand in your power and Ooh. find the courage to say no to things, you know, <laughs> and, um, and really, yeah, walk in your own, in your own strength and do the things that you are being called to do as opposed to doing what other people want you to do. And you know, what people need to know is that no, that's a complete sentence. You don't have to. Yes. No need to explain it or anything. You don't have to justify your no. (laughs) And I had to get myself to a place where I was comfortable and, you know, just very confident with saying no. I stood in the mirror and I would say no, no, no. Until it just rolled off. Right. Yeah, because I feel like when you say no and then feel like you have to justify it, you can end up talking yourself right into saying yes by the end of the conversation. And then, you know, that's where you fall into a pattern and you're very, it's easy to identify yourself as a codependent when you actually are saying yes to things you don't want to do, or even if you feel like you want to do it, but then you find you're upset while you're doing it. You're getting annoyed, you're getting angry, or you don't get the thanks that you think you should get for what you did. So then why did you do it? And it falls back into codependency. Totally. I think that um, I, I learned that the hard way, that when I said yes to things that I knew I didn't really want to, it never went well. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if it looked like it was going to be something really easy to do, there would always be complications and there would always be challenges that made you, you know, really regret doing it in the first place and building up you know, frustration and resentment for saying yes in the first place. Yeah, you're talking about me. (laughs) Joy, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned in this experience? That you can take anything that you faced and turn it around for a greater good. There is never a day growing up as a child, and even as a teenager, I tried to kill myself at 15, There was never a time through all of that that I would say that I would ever look back on my life and say, you know what? It was worth it. It was. In all of this, I had the opportunity to see that everything that I needed to be the woman that I am today was already inside of me. It doesn't matter what you face. And, you know, it can seem that it's so overwhelming and very difficult and you don't know how it's going to work out. But 
They say what doesn't kill you will only make you stronger. And that's not to take away from the pain and the discomfort and the misfortune of what you go through. But if you allow yourself to actually heal, accept what happened, you can't change the past. Even if you're somebody who caused an offense, you can't change that. And we've all got something in our past that we're not proud of. But accept it for what it is and allow that to be a learning experience, you know, and just keep moving forward. Yes. Yeah. I think that we it's so easy sometimes to get stuck in the past and overthinking things that have already happened and there is no undo button in life. <laughs> so all you can do is really focus on, yeah, learning the lesson and, you know, committing to doing better Absolutely. in the future. You know, tomorrow's tomorrow is still, you know, it's still to come and you have the ability to live the tomorrow that you want, but it starts in your mind. It starts with what you're telling yourself and what you choose to believe. Yeah. And I think that so often we, the mistakes that we've made in the past, because we regret them, we can, we can set ourselves up and think that, you know, we deserve certain things to happen to us mm. in the future because of sins we've committed in the past. And I think that you have to really let go of the things, let go of the past, full stop, <laughs> and really focus on building a different future. If you don't like where you've been, then you still have the power to, to change where you're headed. And I think that that's what you have to focus on, is to focus on today, the present moment, and really looking at what you need to do today to move in a different direction. And, you know, if that's what you're looking for. That's absolutely true. You know, they like to say that karma has everybody's address. Okay. If that's what, you know, if that's going to make you feel better or, you know, a lot of people will say things and you get caught up in that feeling like, you know, I deserve what I'm getting. No, yeah, there's a, there's a response to everything that we do. But you don't have to tie yourself to that. You know, sometimes it's just the decisions that we are making that cause us to be in certain, you know, to have a certain result. It's not that it was karma that was chasing you down. It's the choices that you're making. Make a better choice. Yes. Every time. Yeah. That's what it really comes down to. And I think that, um, again, I, it's really about being mindful and, and really doing your best to become self-aware because, you know, there are so many times where we get triggered by things and we don't even know where that trigger comes from. And so it's about really, yeah, digging deep and and learning the most you can about yourself and what's, what's going on within you. Self-awareness is one of the greatest things that we can give ourselves. Absolutely. You know, it's uncomfortable because you have to get to that place where you're totally vulnerable and you're naked. And that's a really uncomfortable place, but you're owning up to who you are. You're accepting everything about yourself, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you are 
really being honest with yourself. And I think this is the greatest form of self-love because a lot of the times people talk about self-love and you get the image of massage and spa days and pedicures and women's empowerment. No, right. the self-love <laughs> comes when you're alone in your bedroom, the mascara running down your face because you're crying and there's nothing wrong with the crying. That's purging. That's a cleansing that's taking place. Let it out. It's a relief. Yeah. That's the greatest gift that you can give yourself. But what I find is that people don't want to do it. They don't want to do that difficult work because being exposed doesn't feel so good. And even if it's only to yourself, but beyond that, it's that, okay, so now I know these things about myself. So there's a level of self-awareness. So I have the responsibility to do something to correct that so that I can move forward and have a different outcome. And it's that work that makes people not do it all the time. Right. And I think that it's so easy to show compassion and empathy for others, but we're not very good, or most of us aren't very good at doing it for ourselves. And I think that when we can, you know, give ourselves grace and compassion and and kindness and be and practice patience with ourselves when it comes to doing that kind of work, that that makes it so much easier because it's not something that you can do overnight. It's a process. It absolutely is. And you know, that's the truth. It's so easy to forgive another person, but to forgive yourself. Yeah. Why don't we hold ourselves to the same standards as others? Or if the standard is so high, why not hold everybody else to your personal standard? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we, um, we are much harder on ourselves than we are with others. And I think that we have to, uh, to stop doing that to ourselves, for sure. We really do. And, you know, extending that level of grace to ourselves is the greatest thing. Or even an olive branch to yourself. Go to therapy. Go for counseling. Right. Absolutely. Joy, what advice would you give to somebody who's struggling with their, with their own lives right now, where they might have been in an abusive relationship and they're trying to find their way out of it? or heal from it after the fact? Okay. What I would say is definitely, if you can, go for therapy. Yeah. Go for counseling. I find like, you know, abusive relationships, there are different levels to it. You may just be with like a mean, toxic person, or you could be with a malignant narcissist. So when you're with like a narcissist... And I think it does apply to a lot of relationships. Um, they may not be as, you know, like a malignant, but there are so many, so many traits of narcissism going around right now. But you go through a toxic cycle where you're, you know, it's altering between the love bombing and the devaluation. And so that's what's going to cause that trauma bond, which is in other words, just another soul tie. But you keep wanting to go back to that love bombing phase because that's where they felt like your soulmate. That's where they felt like they right. were everything you ever wanted. And yeah, it was meant exactly. to be. And then, you know, when you go back, the devaluation happens much faster than it did the last time. And that is never going to change. You can't change that person. You can only change you. And one of the first things you have to do is forgive yourself. One of the hardest 
things that I ever had to realize is this man who I was so in love with, like I was in love with him with everything in me. I had to tell myself that everything was a lie. Now, I may have felt the truth, but everything that he gave me, everything he said to me, every moment that he created was a lie because ultimately he had his own motives. And you've got to tell yourself that. Once you're able to accept that, and it's it's difficult. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that it's it's going to be like a walk in the park because it's a harsh reality. But once you accept that, you're opening yourself up to allow the rest of the healing to flow through. Yes. Break the contact with this person and set up healthy boundaries for yourself. A lot of the times when we find ourselves in in toxic relationships, abusive relationships, it's because we lack self-love. Yeah. And, you know, who wants to admit that? I didn't want to say that. I used to feel like, oh, you know, I love myself. You know, I'm all this. No, we lack self-love. And that's why we don't have boundaries or we have a few boundaries that we're not respecting. Because here's the truth. Nobody but you needs to respect your boundaries. Your boundaries are nobody else's business. You can tell them what they are. But once they cross that boundary, the onus is on you to respect the boundary. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when you've been a people pleaser for a long time and you are unsure of your value and your worth, that that becomes a challenge, right? Because you're worried about how people are going to receive you enforcing those boundaries. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, these boundaries are not just for your intimate relationships. These are for friendships, too, which is funny because I was just challenged very recently with a friendship that, you know, I ended up telling her, like, look, I hear what you're saying and that's you. That's got nothing to do with me. I've expressed how I feel. And at this point, this is where things end. You can't allow somebody else to use you a manipulation tool for their own ego. No. No. Honor yourself. Yeah, I think that um, for me, that was one of the, the biggest lessons is that, you know, I'm not here to make everybody else happy. I have to figure out what makes me happy because that's going to benefit everybody else, you know? And so it's that whole concept of, you know, when you're flying and they tell you to take care of yourself first in an emergency, mm-hmm. right? And then worry about everybody else. I think that that we have to, especially as women, remember that and hold on to that in all areas of our lives. Because if we run ourselves, you know, to empty and we don't make sure that we are giving back to ourselves, filling our own cup up, then there is going to become a point where we cannot, there's nothing left to give to anybody else. So it is important to make sure that you are at your best and taking care of yourself so that you can be at your best for everyone else. Absolutely. We really have to, you know, take care of ourselves. For me, you know, the moment came when I realized that I don't want to be in my deathbed And just looking back on my life now that I have no opportunity to correct anything and think, wow, I could have done this. Right. I should have done it differently. If only I would have. No, I'm going to do it now. Yeah. Live with no regrets. Yeah. Yeah. Joy, 
Any last thoughts before we wrap up? What I will say is life happens. And there's times where we can change what's happening around us, but it doesn't have to change who we are. Yes, it's good that we evolve as people and do that. Pursue your passion and be true to yourself. A lot of people will tell you that real love doesn't exist, but that's a lie. There's real love out there. I don't care what the climate looks like as far as relationships or what you may experience. It all starts with you. Self-love is the precursor to real love. Thank you. I love it because, yeah, that is so true. Because when you love yourself, you're able to honor and respect those boundaries without any questions. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. So, Joy, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today. I'm sure that the listeners appreciate it as well. And um, for those of you who are listening who don't have access to the show notes, you can come back later and learn more about Joy and find out where you can connect with her and learn more about what she's up to. And uh, we will see you in a couple weeks. Thanks so much, guys.